Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're the punks, we're the punks, we're the This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Yo, what is going on? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at it again for the all new All Angels podcast for the 2017 season. This is episode one for the 2017 season. I have been on a uh, hiatus from this podcast. Uh, I, I do apologize for those of you who, you know, were listening to the podcast. I had done 12 episodes before. Uh, this podcast was affiliated with LAAngelsInsider.com, but you know, with my la- my lack of uh, input, uh, you know, I, I unfortunately had to step away from doing the podcast for a while. I had a lot of things going on, not not so much personally, but just things going on in life. Life happens, you know. You you all know that. And um, but you know what? It's a 2017 season. It's a new season, a new leaf. Spring is in the air. And uh, it's opening night tonight as of, as of today. The recording of this podcast is April 7th, 2017. Opening night at Angel Stadium, home opener. Obviously, we had already played four games against Oakland up there in the north. So uh, I will be in attendance tonight at Angel Stadium. So if you guys are listening to this podcast before the game, you can catch me around the stadium. Johnny Mags, the dude with the sweet beard. 
before I get into it, man, I'm a little rusty on the Angels podcast because, uh, again, like I said, I haven't done, I think I did one all of last season, um, and it was, uh, you know, time consuming, but I decided to do this once again. And is it, and is the blah, see, hold on, hold on. Oh, I don't, oh yeah, hold on. Give me a second here. Wait for it. Like that little sound effect, right? <laughs> Before I totally get into it, I want to quickly shout out a few people and a few uh, of my friends real quick. Um, first and foremost, a lot of the reason why my time was consumed was because I do have another podcast that is, uh, I hate to toot my own horn, but it is a wrestling podcast for those of you who love uh, wrestling, the WWE more importantly. I do have the Blaze and Melfunsky Wrestling Podcast every Wednesday on Spreaker.com, uh, 8 o'clock. You can catch us there live, or you can just go to Spreaker.com, search Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, and A-N-D, Melfunsky, M-E-L-F-U-N-S-K-Y, and uh, all of our shows are there for your listening pleasure on demand style. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. At B underscore A-N-D underscore M underscore podcast. B and M podcast. Also, another reason why time consuming. www.epicradiotv.com. KJ Epic Radio every Thursday from 5 to 7. You heard the commercial before the start of this show. Uh, the Punk Corner with uh, Hook Vicious and myself. We kind of go over, you know, we play punk music and we go over... You know, pop culture stuff that's happening, and uh, we try to try to throw our two cents in there politically too, and uh, try to showcase local bands as well. Uh, a lot of bands from the high desert. I know Hook does his part to get all these young, up and coming bands up there to showcase their talents. All right. Also, want to shout out my good friend Jason Kroom from Kroom Dogs uh, Sausages, Gourmet Sausages. Jason is a cool dude. Always looking to expand his company. Follow him on Instagram at Kroom Dogs Gourmet Sausages. All together, Kroom Dogs Gourmet Sausages. And on Facebook at, you know, Facebook.com backslash Kroom Dogs. And there you can find his Facebook page. And you can go on there and check out his variety of gourmet sausages and uh, different packages that he has for his catering company. Also, quickly want to shout out, uh, you know, a cool cat that I have... uh, had the pleasure of meeting with him this last couple of uh, months, and uh, the dude has the most amazing uh, memorabilia, Angels memorabilia connection collection that I have ever seen. I thought I had one hell of a collection until I went to this man's collection room, and let me tell you, wow! Followed Chris at Halo Haven, Halo underscore Haven on Instagram, and I'm pretty sure on Facebook if you. Search Halo Haven. I'm sure you, maybe a lot of you have seen him around at the Big A with the Halo Haven um, Easy Up. And the dude has a great collection of Angels memorabilia and a cool guy. Very knowledgeable dude. Would love to have him on the podcast. So maybe one day I can get him on here and we could talk about his collection. And I also want to just shout out real quick my my compa, my my, uh, good friend, Anthony Hendog Henson. A.K.A. Tony, I will see you tonight, compa. 
Big shout out to him. All right, let's get into it, man. Without further ado, the All Angels podcast for the 2017 season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, too kind. Too kind, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Stop. Stop. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, Offseason was... Um, I think the Angels were pretty busy. Billy Epler did his part to do what he can with what he was given. Did I say that right? I think a lot of the moves that we made, and I say we because I invest a lot of my time and a lot of my uh, emotions into the Angels. So if I say we, I'm that dude. Yeah, I'm that dude that says we. I might not be on the field, but damn it, I'm cheering. You know what I mean? And I invest my time into the angels so we went out and we made some moves that were not like headline grabbers they weren't um something that jumped out of the newspaper article or off the internet screen i said internet screen that jump off the computer screen but when you sit back and you actually look at the moves that we made you can you can look at you can look at it and say while he made moves and then you look at the players and you can say, wow, I can see where this person fits in here. Oh, I can see why he got him. I can see why he got him. So let's get into really quick the, you know, offseason moves that to me were obviously the more uh, bigger of the whole offseason. Obviously, we went ahead and we, you know, picked up a, a few arms that don't like I said don't jump out at you but when you think about it tonight's opening day opening night home opener starter is Jesse Chavez who you know as soon as we signed him I, I thought right away I went oh I know who he is obviously he's local I think he went to AB Miller played his college baseball at RCC but it wasn't something like oh we didn't pick up a ace but he's a quality guy to have because when you look at what he brings to the table. Not only can he start for you, which he is starting for us today, but he could have made the bullpen easily been that middle of the middle reliever kind of guy that maybe if a guy gets in trouble, he could have came in and done a solid job or he could have been a late inning guy, you know, but he made the team out of spring training as a starter and congrats to jo uh, Jesse Chavez for doing that. Um, the other guy that, that, that kind of, I wouldn't say jumps out at me, but is another solid pickup in my eyes is Bud Norris. Another dude, just like Jesse Chavez, that you can say, you know, this guy can eat up innings in the middle of a game if a guy gets in trouble or if a guy hurts himself. Here comes Bud Norris, and he can do a solid job of getting you those long relief innings, you know. And then the acquisition of... Danny Espinoza, who has already came up big for us this season, and we'll get into that when I recap a few of the games. I think, I don't think, I know that Danny Espinoza is an upgrade at second base. When you think about who we had there after how we left, Johnny Giovatella had a decent first season with the Angels. And I say decent. By no means am I saying I don't like the guy, or did I didn't like the guy. But Johnny Giovatella was an overachiever. Let, let's face it. What we got from him in that first season, we were all surprised and we were all very happy with. And we were very content with him after that. But did I expect him to do that again? 
I didn't. I don't know if any of you guys did, but I didn't expect that season again from Johnny Giovatella. And it showed. I think the guy kind of tailed off only because I think he came back down to earth. You know, he was overachieving. And what ended up happening last year was he ended up, we ended up platooning him with Cliff Pennington and he just never hit stride again. And that was to be expected. So to pick up a guy like Danny Espinosa, whose batting average is really low last season, but he brings pop. And I'll take 24 home runs and 75 RBIs from this guy from the second base position all year long. Like, I will take that all year long. So an upgrade there in my eyes. Um, another acquisition that's near and dear to my heart was the acquisition of Luis Valbuena. Now, a lot of you all know that I have a relationship with the guy. We're, we're call ourselves, call, I could call him a friend, I guess, you know. Um, the dude, not only do I feel biased, <laughs> but um, the guy put, put up numbers in his years in Houston. And a lot of people, if you guys look back, he put up decent numbers in Chicago before that. And before that, when he was with um, Seattle, he came up kind of surprisingly, you know. Turned a lot of heads, but he came to the AL West as a third baseman with Houston and really showed that he can hit some home runs. Uh, power from the left-handed side. He can hit a lot of doubles down the line into the gaps in right center field. Decent with the glove. Can play second and short as well. And obviously first base. And that's what we brought him over for. Uh, you know, that Luis Valbuena signing to me was initially when I heard it, I said, okay, well, Picking up Luis, does this mean that we might trade CJ Crone for a solid, maybe number two, number three starting pitcher? I really believe that. But then Luis got hurt. And now, you know, Crone is kind of mixed in there with Marte, which is fine. Um, but, you know, in actuality, this, this whole thing gave the Angels space or kind of gave them that breathing room to say, okay, we can do this with this person. We can do this with that person. So, the acquisitions and the, the, the trade or not, the acquisitions and the signings that we did this season or had this season, off season, I think all kind of are a plan in a way for the Angels to kind of move forward and kind of kind of fix the team into a Mike Sosa type team. Because let's not forget, we also picked up Cameron Maben and Ben Revere, two guys who can with obviously speed, a guy like Ben Revere. You know, when he starts, can be that slap kind of hitter that can get on base, hit and run, first to third. Same thing with Cameron Maben. Luis has decent, decent speed if his hamstring can hold up. You know, Cole Cahoon, we all know he can run. We all know Mike Trout can run. So maybe this team is starting to form into that 2004 through 2008 teams that we used to have. They used to go first to third. They used to hit and run. They used to put the ball here. used to put the ball there instead of just waiting for the three-run home run. But we can also do that because we have a guy like Mike Trout. We have a guy like Cole Calhoun, Danny Espinosa, and a guy like Albert Pujols. I talked to Chris from Halo's Haven and a couple of his buddies on opening night. And thank you for having us over, Chris, about how, you know, Albert's hitting numbers, his his hitting batting average has diminished, you know, greatly. I'm okay with that if the guy can hit 30 to 35 home runs a year and drive in 118 RBIs. Okay, I, I'll take a 260 hitter because in front of him you have a 300 hitter in Mike Trout. In front of that you have a guy that can hit in the two high 90s 
in Cole Calhoun. So if it all plans out well, I don't see why the Angels can't have a solid season. Of course, I said that last season. I'm always optimistic. I'd rather be optimistic than skeptical. But I'm also real with the situation. Does this team look like it can win a World Series? Probably not on paper. Because you look at that pitching staff, that pitching rotation, you're like, nobody stands out. There's not an ace. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. Look at 2002. Now, you, you sit there and you look at that 2002 team at the beginning of the year and you tell me there was a superstar on that team. You might say, okay, Troy Gloss is a superstar. But that's a might. You had a guy like Tim Salmon who was a superstar with the Angels, but not outside the league, really. A guy like Garrett Anderson, who was respected around the league, but really hadn't quite put his name into the mix of guys that were superstars. But you looked at that pitching rotation back then in 2002, and you tell me that Jared Washburn was going to win 18 games that year? You know, that rotation was Jared Washburn, Kevin Apier. We had a guy in Aaron Seeley who we signed, and up until that point, I believe Aaron Seeley in the five years previous led the major leagues in wins. It might have been wins or ERAs. One of those stats it was. We had a guy in Aaron Seeley who was probably the ace in the staff going in, but ended up not being a pivotal part of that rotation at all. But you look at that rotation. Washburn. Who did I say? Washburn, Apier, Seeley, um, Ortiz. And then you had, I think at the back end, I think at the beginning of the year, we started with Scott Schoenweiss. And then it ended up with, you know, John Lackey coming in as a rookie. And there was a few guys here and there. Mickey Calloway, who kind of had some spot starts. But you looked at that rotation in 2002, and it wasn't any better than the rotation going into 2017. Now, my being a little way too looking like, oh, you know, I'm comparing this team to the 2002 team. No, 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 by no means. But all I'm saying is to prove a point that anything can happen. I believe that Garrett Richards, if healthy, can be a 16 to 18 game winner. Uh, Jesse Chavez can easily give you 12 wins, 12 to 14 if he stays healthy. We all know what Tyler Skaggs' ability is, right? Ricky Nolasco in the opening day start pitched well. He's he's a decent pitcher. Um, is he a number one starter? We don't know. We saw what Matt Shoemaker can do if he stays on his game. He won 16 games for us two years ago. So it's not the best starting rotation in the league but it's by far not the worst and so we have to be patient with this um big concern last year was health if the angels rotation would have stayed healthy last year it would probably would have been a different a difference of maybe 10 to 15 games and could that have gotten us into the western the wild card contention maybe i'm not looking at numbers right now i'm just kind of going off the top of my head Let's say, I don't know exactly how many games we won last year. I want to say like 77, but let's just say 75 games that we won last year. Improve that by 10, that's 85 games that we would have won. That might have put us in a wild card race. You know, if you say 15, that's 90 games. That for sure should have put us really in the mix. But that's what if, that's hindsight being 2020. And that's what that is. So if I forgot any other signings or acquisitions, I'm sorry. Those are the ones that stood out to me. Those are the ones I wanted to talk to talk to you guys about, you know, um, that I had something to say. Did I just repeat myself? See, I'm rusty at this. I usually have a co-host right here in Malfunsky for the wrestling podcast that we bounce stuff off of and maybe we're funny. It's me by myself trying to be witty and I don't know if it's coming through over the microphone, but whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, let's get into 
And now, when moving forward in this podcast, I am not. I'm going to do one once a week, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to review every game leading up to that week. I'll review the games maybe that we won, or maybe the games that you know something big happened or stood out. But for these first four games, I'll I'll kind of review the stats. I might give you guys an overall weekly stat statistical information that this is important. But I mean, I'm sure you guys have all seen the games, and this is just my opinion. And quickly. Before I get going, if you guys have any questions, comments, you guys want to shout out, you guys, you know, have your own opinion, you're more than welcome to call into the show. Just reach me at my Facebook page. If you're a friend, a friend of mine on there at, you know, Facebook, John Magdaleno, or you can find me on Instagram at HalosFan1524 at HalosFan1524 or on Twitter. Um, let me, I think it's. Halos Fan 15, the Halos Fan 15 on Twitter. The Halos Fan 15 on Twitter. Leave your comments, questions on there. I'll be happy to answer you guys with with what I know, with what I, is my opinion, if you guys care. And that's, you know, I'll try to do that more moving forward. All right, so opening night, it was a great night, great day hitting into it. You know, I was was pumped for the season. I got invited to Halo, you know, Halo Haven with my friend Chris and it was just amazing being there you know one day the world will see the rally bus Chris the curator Johnson uh, <laughs> so opening night obviously the big buzz was Nalasco getting the nod for opening night a lot of people were upset should have been Shoemaker should have been Richards I understand the Richards thing because you know coming back from the injury that he had he was on a pitching wrote like pitching schedule and it didn't fall in line with opening day, and I, I I was okay with that. And look what ended up happening anyway. So Nolasco, in my opinion, pitched well enough. He pitched five and two thirds inning, giving giving up seven hits and three runs, three uh, and two of those runs coming off of home runs. Or I don't know. I think all three runs came off of home runs, but two of those seven hits were two home runs. There were two mistakes that he made. It was it was just maybe. A different pitch would have been a different situation, obviously. But those two little mistakes cost him. And the Angels, obviously, offensively did nothing other than Mike Trout. We had seven hits in the game. They were scattered. But nothing, nothing, you know, seven scattered hits that never really got anything going offensively. You know, other than Mike Trout's two-run home run, that was it. He had both RBIs that we had in the in the game. The Angels scored two runs on seven hits and no errors. The A's, four runs, nine hits with no errors. Um... Nolasco's finished with, you know, four Ks and five and two-thirds of an inning, got the loss. It, you know, eh, I mean, I can't say it was a horrible start. Um, I think it was decent enough. I think if we can get another extra inning, maybe six and two-thirds of an inning, it would have been a good start, even though we lost. It was a decent start in my book. Um, Graveman got the win for the A's. He pitched six innings, allowing two runs on six hits. Um, so... Opening night was, I think, uh, kind of frustrating because nothing was really happening. You could kind of see it like it was going to be kind of almost back and forth. And then, you know, the two home runs that Alaska gave up the home run to, I think, vote right away. He gave that home run a vote. Then he gave up the two-run home run. It wasn't a two-run. It might have been a solo shot to Chris Davis. Um, and then Davis went ahead and homered off Ramirez in the eighth, putting him up four to two. And I think that was just a little too much. I think we had an opportunity there late to kind of do something. It didn't happen. Again, scattered hits. Never really got anything rolling on opening night. 
So, you know, Trout finished with two for four with a home run and a double and both RBI. So opening night, we took the L, but I said it on my Instagram page. Tonight, we took the L, but to, last night, we took the L, but tonight, we bounced back. What? Did I just say that? Hell yeah. Second game of the season was the one that, you know, Angels took. Um, highlights for me in this game. And the obvious, we'll get to the obvious one here soon. I just want to talk about Shoemaker. Shoemaker's first major league start, not counting spring training, after his incident with getting his you know, skull fractured severely and having brain surgery. Um, I think he did well. His pitch count was high. He threw five innings, four hits, two runs, four strikeouts, 99 pitches in five innings. I like to see that go down, man. Give us six or seven innings, and that's perfect. 99 pitches, maybe in seven innings. I'll take that. But the, the pitch count was high. But Shoemaker showed poise out there. He had a comebacker come straight back to him. They scared the hell out of all of us. But, you know, he was okay. He came back, bounced back. He did He did just fine. Um, another highlight for me was Maldonado. Now we know the reason why Maldonado's starting over Perez. Now we know why the Angels went ahead and to gotten him and traded away Jet Bandy, a, a highly touted guy in our system. You know, he came up last year. The dude backdoor picked Marcus Simeon off of first, and it was just like, oh, well, that was awesome. And then he went ahead and threw out Rajay Davis, who led the league last year in stolen bases. Not only did he throw him out trying to steal second, this dude popped up so quickly and let that ball go in about 1.8 seconds. And not only did he do that, but he put that ball on a laser on the bag. All Simmons had to do was catch the ball, and the ball was hurt. Boom, tag. I was, I marked out, wrestling face, phrase, wrestling terminology, sorry. I marked out, which means I went crazy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. It was, um, it was, it was impressive to say the least. Uh, score was 4-2 to the 7th. Uh, Angels were up. It's looking good. Um, the one thing that in the sixth, I believe, Parker came in and pitched a hell of an inning. Now, this is where I questioned Mike Sosha's decision-making. He went out ahead and started Parker for another inning. Now, I know Parker had him, you know, he looked great, but I right away had told, you know, my girl and the boys, I said, I don't know if he should have started this inning. Sure enough. You know, series of bloop hits and bleeders. And next thing you know, Rajay Davis gets a triple um, off the glove of Marte. I mean, it was a line shot. He was late, but he shot it down the line. Marte dies, went off his glove, turned, triple turned, little league home run. <laughs> when uh, Espinosa threw the ball away trying to um, catch Davis at third. Uh, I was so frustrated at this point. I was just, ugh, so... Obviously, the score was uh, six six to six to four. I don't know what the score was. Anyway, in the bottom of the top of the ninth, Espinosa came up and belted a go ahead three run shot, setting up Cambridgeian for the save. I have a clip of the Danny Espinosa two run or three run home run to put the Angels ahead seven to six and ultimately giving giving them the victory. Clip courtesy of Fox Sports West and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Enjoy. Espinoza hits one high and deep toward right field. Chasing Matt Joyce back. Still going back at the wall. That is gone. Big fly for Danny Espinoza. First hit as an angel is a big one. And the Halos lead it 7-6.
I'll tell you what, as soon as he hit that baseball, you're looking into that dugout for the Angels. They were all jumping around. They love to see that from Danny Espinosa. There it is. Danny Espinosa with the three-run shot. Probably the biggest moment of the 2017 season so far. Uh, giving the Angels a win. Cameron Ocean gets a save. Um, you know, the Angels went ahead and got the uh, the W that night. Followed by the next night where the Angels won 5-0, blanking the A's. Garrett Richards threw four and two-thirds of an inning before coming out with right uh, tricep or biceps tightness. He's having an MRI today. Not sure. As of right now, 4 o'clock on opening night, the home opener on Friday, April 7th. I haven't seen anything yet. Not sure. Hopefully, crossing my fingers, it's just tightness. Maybe some kind of sort of spring dead arm kind of thing. Um, you know. Let's see. Uh, he pitched four and two-thirds of an inning, giving up three hits. Uh, four Ks. Was pitching well. Um, Alvarez, Ramirez, and Petit finished off the game. Um, the Angels that night, I believe everyone in the lineup, I th everyone in the lineup had a hit except Escobar. So, you know, Angels tallied 13 hits that night. Five runs on 13 hits. The A's went, you know, scoreless with six hits. But um, it was... Uh, a good game for the Angels, pitching-wise. The, the the bullpen came in. I don't believe gave up a hit after. I don't know if they gave up a hit after he left the game. I'm not sure. Should have looked better into that. My bad. So the Angels now, after that game, two and one. Then you know yesterday's game, they took the loss. It was a go go home game or the go away game. I think it started around 12:30 or one. Skaggs, you know, took the loss. Pitched five and a thirds, five hits on five runs. Uh, five Ks, you know, the home run to Healy. Uh, it was actually in this game where Parker Petit finished. Uh, not much happened after that. You know, they didn't give up any hits or any runs after Skaggs came out. So Parker Petit f did a good job. Skaggs, rough start, five runs in five innings, five and a third innings. You know, that's not good, but he's coming back also from injury. Um I expect things. I expect good things from him. Hopefully, you know it's, it's a process. The dude's gonna have to pitch a little more, and we're gonna have to see what he can bring to the table. He's he's a vital part of this rotation. There's no there's no doubt about it. Um, but it's early enough in the season where you know you could correct your mistakes, and we can see you know what needs to be done for him to become the guy that we all know that maybe he can become. We know that he's got good stuff. He's shown glimpses of it. Unfortunately, injuries have set him back, but we expect that from him. You know, I'm expecting Heaney to come back, you know, next year. So, again, we, we have arms. It's just a matter of getting them healthy and putting them all in a rotation together. You know, obviously, if we're in the mix in the middle of the season, that trade deadline, the Angels might be contenders to go out and get somebody who can start for us. But that's way too far ahead right now. Tonight is opening night. Like I said, Jesse Chavez goes against Giovanni Gallardo, who is one of my favorite pitchers. Uh, for when he was at the Brewers, he was an all-star there. Uh, pitched well for the Rangers last year, a couple years ago. Um, Chavez lifetime versus uh, the M's, unfortunately, is 0-6 with a 5.84 ERA in 17 games, seven of those being starts. Um, obviously not good numbers, but it's a new uniform, new season. Um, relatively a hometown boy. Uh, maybe it's a change of scenery, you know, will get him not to be afraid of the M's. <laughs> Gallardo hasn't pitched very well against the Angels either. Then again, he's only really pitched, 
I think twice against the Angels. Uh, no Two no decisions, but has a 7 ERA. That's pretty damn high himself. So uh, opening night should be fun. We'll, I'll be there. I'll try to get there for the early festivities, but we'll see. And that count, I mean, that traffic in Corona is no joke, and I'm coming from Riverside. So we'll, we will see. Um, quick couple of stats I'm going to throw out offensively to you guys, and um, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Simmons is 6 for four, 15 on the season. In the series against the A's, he went 6 for 15 with three runs scored. So Anderton, as long as he can get on base and get hits, that's nothing but good for the Angels because that bottom of that lineup, for him to get on, kind of set the table for maybe the turnover into the top of the lineup, maybe get him on. You know, maybe the eight, nine hitters can move him over somehow, set him up for Escobar, Calhoun, and even Trout. Uh, no surprise here. Trout is 5 for 16. Uh, four of those five hits are extra base hits. He has a triple, two doubles, and a home run, and obviously a single. So Mike Trout doing his thing as he normally does, take that all night, all year from him, will be fine. Albert Pujols, however, and I talked to a few friends, a few people about Albert Pujols, we need him to step up. We need him to come up in situations and drive the ball further than he has. You don't need to necessarily hit a home run, but there's times where maybe we needed a deep fly ball already this early in the season. He hasn't done it yet. He's 1 for 16 heading into tonight's game. In the season, 1 for 16. So will it change? I'm sure it will. He'll catch He'll catch fire eventually. And he will, I hope, bring, bring, to, a, bring to the table 30-plus home runs, 100-plus RBIs. I'll take that as well. That's going to wrap it up for this podcast. The format itself for the podcast will be different. I won't go game by game like I did here. I only did that because it's the beginning of the season. I wanted to point out a few things. I'm sorry, why did I do that into the microphone? Um, I think what I'll do is I will kind of recap the week just real quickly. I'll point out a few things, some stats, key moments, key situations, stuff like that. You guys have questions, you know what to do. Find me on Instagram at halosfan1524. If you're friends with me on Facebook, John Magdaleno, go ahead and shoot me a question there. Or you can go on the uh, All Day Angels Facebook page. That's All Day Angels. And leave a message there. And I'll try to best you know shout you out or get your comment. If you want to join me on the podcast, you can. Just, you know, we'll hash out details through a private message and then we can get you on. Um, again, uh, f- follow uh, my podcast for professional wrestling, if you're into the pro wrestling game, at B underscore A and D underscore M underscore podcast on Twitter. B underscore A and D underscore M under, underscore podcast on Twitter. Follow Croom Dogs Gourmet Sausages on Instagram and Croom Dogs on Facebook. Jason Croom and his Gourmet Sausages for your catering needs. Go ahead and check them out. And check out at Halos underscore Haven on Instagram. And I believe just Halos Haven on Facebook. You want to check out some pretty badass Angels memorabilia. You can find it there. Chris, the curator, Johnson doing his thing. Big shout out to my compa, Anthony, Tony, Hendog, Henson for being a cool dude. I'll catch you later. Everybody else, you all have a great, you know, rest of the week. I'll catch you next Friday. The Angels, you know, look to kind of get things rolling. Let's not have a, a slow start. 
Let's not let's not have the usual Aprils that we have. Let's keep ourselves in contention early and give ourselves a shot. Give ourselves a chance. Um, this team, I think, can do good things if they just stay on track. I like the chemistry that they have together. I've heard nothing but them saying how much they love being on this team. That's good to hear. That is really good to hear. Let's keep that consistency going. Let's keep it rolling. Let's beat the Amps tonight. It's the start of a new year, start of a new season. It's my new year. This is my new year. The start of the baseball season is my new year. So let's let's go. Let's do. I'm hyped. I'm I'm excited. I might not sound super excited, but damn it, I am. Like I'm. Let's go. You know, let's do this. You know, big shout out to Luis Valbuena. Hopefully he gets better soon. Can't wait to go out of the park and see him play. Um, can't wait to see all of you out there. Also, keep running. Keep this going. I need to just say goodbye and go. But or write it down so I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I want a new logo for this podcast. So if you guys want to submit a logo, let's do that. Maybe next week I'll get I'll hash out details, but submit a logo and I'll pick a winner and the winner will win something. I got a lot of cool angel memorabilia that I can I can give away. So maybe if you guys come up with a logo, you guys will be the winner of something. How's that sound? If you got a logo suggestion, shoot it my way at the Instagram, HalosFan1524, or on Facebook, All Day Angels fan page, All Day Angels. Or if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, John Magdaleno. Peace out. You all have a great rest of the week. Let's go, Angels. Let's keep it going. Let's go. 2017 needs to be a season that we can all be proud of. Let's improve from last year, folks. I will catch you guys later. Espinoza hits one high and deep toward right field. Chasing Matt Joyce back. Still going back at the wall. And it's gone. Big fly for Danny Espinoza. First hit as an angel is a big one. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.